1.4 seconds is probably too little to have thrown it to midcourt and taken that other timeout as sometimes teams like to do because if you mishandle the ball, the clock runs out. They get it inbounds to Nixon. Fires one up at midcourt. Good! What's up, everybody? This week, we get to talk to Kevin Nixon, former BYU basketball player, the maker of that great buzzer beater and the WAC championship tournament. We talked about what it was like for him and his wife, both college athletes, to raise children who loved sports and how they managed not putting too much pressure on their kids to live up to their parents' accomplishments. We talked about some of the greatest lessons he learned from sports, and we rounded out the conversations talking about the importance of learning leadership skills and learning to be a great teammate through sports. We hope you enjoy it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast for parents, coaches, and athletes. The Sportlight refers to the time in an athlete's life when they have increased ability to affect the culture around them and the increased opportunity to learn life's lessons through sports. This podcast aims to help parents and coaches capitalize on their athletes' precious time in the Sportlight. The Sportlight Podcast is brought to you by Especially for Athletes program. Well, hello, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Sportlight Podcast. How are you? I'm great, Chad. I appreciate you having me on. This is, uh, I'm excited for this. This will be a lot of fun. Well, we're excited too. Many people will know you by that clip that we led in with where you hit that three-quarter shot against Colorado State, was it? And the whack championship game it was, it was against utep but it was at colorado state oh, okay. So it their, okay it was at their gym so um yeah that was uh that was that was the luckiest shot of my life but sometimes it's better to be lucky than good so i'll take it okay <laughs> <laughs> i would take it too that must have been one of the most exciting moments even now years later to see that ball go through the hoop i can't imagine the way that that felt yeah, it's, it's, you know, I look, it's been, holy cow, that was in 92. So it's been almost 30 years. And so, you know, it's been part of my identity, I guess, you know, especially in Utah, Utah County. And I'll see people now come up and ask me about the shot, but, you know, I forget about it. It's it, but it was such a, it was such a weird thing. You know, it was ESPN championship game of the tournament for a chance to go to the NCAA tournament and for it to go, actually go in from beyond half court. It was just, you know, it's just one of those things you dream about. And if, if you can hit a, a game winning shot, you know, I recommend it because it's a lot of fun for years. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you talking about running around and you weren't running away from your teammates. You were just trying to avoid being at the bottom of a pile. And yeah, exactly. That was the first thought that went through my mind. I, you know, I hit the shot and I kind of circled around. I don't know how much of the clip you showed, but I remember, I hit the shot and it went in and I was kind of turning back away from the team and trying to find my parents were there. My grandma was there. My brother was there and I knew where they were, but I kind of got turned around. They would tell you my sense of direction isn't very good. So <laughs> I, I knew they were behind me across from our bench. And so I turned looking for them was my first thought. And then my next, you know, next thing I know, I look over my shoulder and I got 14 guys chasing me down and, and I'd, I'd seen enough game-winning shots that I, we know – I knew it would end in a, in a pile somewhere, and I would be at the bottom. So I was trying to save myself, and it worked out. I, I, I kind of wish I would have taken the hit a little bit now because it looked 
you know, it would have been cool sitting at the bottom of, of a pile like Damian Lillard was, you know, looking up and yeah. smiling at the camera or something. But, but it was a, it was a lot of fun. Something to remember. Got to sh- got to share with my teammates. Got to share with my family and and something that I'll never forget. One of one of my highlights for sure of being at BYU. Ah, oh, it was awesome. Those are the you can't write movie scripts like that. And it's just when you're part of one, you just got to soak it in and. Yeah, enjoy it, but what an exciting right. moment! So I let that one. I, I let that one. I enjoyed that moment for for a long time, and sometimes, I mean, I get to talk to you about it, so yeah. I still get to relive it a little bit. So it's still fun. That's awesome. Well, Kevin, I'm excited to talk with you today about a number of subjects, but we talk to a lot of parents and coaches in this podcast and YouTube channel, and I know that you and your wife both grew up in a, you know, a sporting environment. Your wife coached high school basketball. And you told me a little bit about your wife's family. You gave a little statistic about her and her siblings. It was pretty, pretty interesting to tell how involved in sports their family was. Maybe share that with our audience. Yeah. So my wife is one of 11 children and 10 of the 11 kids in her family participated in collegiate sports at, at some level, whether it was football, basketball, or volleyball, you know, it's, it's hard to make it on a, on a college team. I don't, I don't care who you are. If you're playing college, anything, you've got to be a good athlete and a good, good player. And so kind of a testament to, to her family and their dedication to sports and how hard they worked. And, and I fit right in. I, when I, when I first met her, I knew she would, she was actually a basketball player at Utah Valley when I met her. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that uh, sports were in her, were in her background and in her future. So I knew, I knew we'd probably get along. Okay. So, <laughs> and you have uh, three children. Some might be familiar with Dalton who played basketball at BYU as well. And then uh, you had your second daughter played volleyball at, at UVU. And, and then right. your third daughter just finished up high school basketball a few years ago and got to play for your wife. Uh, as a high school basketball player and so sports has been in the in the Nixon DNA and I wanted to ask a question about that I have watched a few interviews I'll put some links down in our our podcast here uh, with you talking about your relationship with Dalton your son and I'm sure these things we're going to talk about apply to both of your daughters as well but there sometimes might be a pressure for those parents who are listening to this podcast that they played college sports or they had accomplishments of their own throughout high school and college, sometimes there's that pressure of their children to live up to mom and dad or their accomplishments. I was wondering how you manage that with three very athletic children and, and two parents who, who were accomplished and played college sports. How did you go about managing that dynamic? Well, it's, it was a lot of fun uh, because the fact that they were being recruited and that they were good athletes um, and the fact that they wanted to play sports, um, you know, you hear all the time, I've got former teammates that have kids that, that uh, weren't interested in sports. And so for them to, to take on uh, interest the same as, as myself and my wife, that was exciting. Um, and, you know, both of us played college sports. She played my, you know, my wife played college basketball and college volleyball. Hmm. Um, I played, uh, I played college basketball. I started Northwestern. 
uh, transferred to BYU. I actually played one year at Utah Valley, two years at BYU before I finished up. And so um, we both had a lot of experience. So to have kids that had that interest was, was a lot of fun. Um, and then having gone through the recruiting process ourselves, it really helped us to be able to kind of know what to look for and, and kind of understand how the, how the process worked. The thing that, was, that made us a little bit anxious was just the fact that both of us being college athletes, we didn't know how good they were going to be. And so we wanted to ha- kind of take a, a, a realistic approach to, to um, how they developed. You know, we wanted, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put any pressure, especially, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a basketball, I'm, I'm a basketball person. I'm not a volleyball person. My wife's more on the volleyball side. So to have a daughter that played volleyball, I just sat back and told my wife, you take care of that and <laughs> I'll take care of the basketball side. But she's, she's very good at both and helped um, in both aspects with all of our kids. But, um, you know, to have, to have a son that, you could see was going to be a, a really good basketball player and would have an opportunity. I'm six foot nine. My wife's five, nine. There, we knew he was going to be a taller kid. We were hoping he'd be athletic and had a love for the game. So we didn't want to push it on him, but we wanted to really, we wanted to support him. If he wanted to do something else, we, we knew that we had to be okay with that. And um, lucky for us, you know, my son and my daughters wanted to continue with sports my volleyball daughter thinks that I don't like her as much as the other ones because, uh, because I'm not a volleyball person, but she knows I love her more than the other two, but we won't, we won't go there, but. Well, hey, maybe uh, the other two feel that way about your wife since she played volleyball. I'm sure they do. They tell me that anyway. So I thought they were joking, but they might be, they might be telling the truth about that. But, um, but no, I mean, my, my son, I remember as he was getting older, we, we would go to a lot of BYU games and, and he would ask me the question all the time, you think I'm good enough to play here, dad? And when he was younger, I was like, no, <laughs> you don't have a chance. You, you don't even know what it takes, you know. Um, but there became a time where on his own, pretty much, he just decided that he wanted to be a great player. And that's why I told him, I said, if you want to just be an okay player, that's okay. It's okay to be an okay player. If you don't love, love the game, you have to determine what, what you love and do what, do what it is that you love. And, and there were a few years where I thought maybe basketball isn't what he loves, you know, but um, I think giving him that space to kind of make decisions and, and decide what he, what he wanted to do really allowed him to be clear in, in the direction he wanted to go. And he, he made a firm commitment that he was going to do everything he could to play at the next level and to be the best basketball player he could be. And I supported him in that. And he wanted there's times he wanted me to push him and I pushed him and there was times he thought I pushed too hard. And the last thing I wanted to do was push him too hard. I wanted him to, to feel like I was uh, allowing him to push himself. And, and he, he's a, he's a, he's a, a, he's a great kid. Like he, he really, he really did have a great perspective on, on the process of everything and, and kind of handled it the right way. Um, I didn't, I, I, I'd love to take a lot of credit for it, but I can't, I can't take very much credit for it. I, I gave him the opportunities and he was really the one that, uh, that took advantage of it. And same with, with my daughters as well. They did the same thing. And, and so, you know, when he became good enough to play at BYU and was offered by BYU and decided that that's where he wanted to play, it was an honor for me. Like, I mean, dream come true. You know, when he's born, it's like, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out what his name is. And when we're, 
you know, what his name's going to be. And it's like, okay, how's it sound? Dalton Nixon for three. That sounds good. We'll call him Dalton. <laughs> right. And hopefully he hits a few threes for, for BYU someday or, or takes a few charges in his case, you know, or gets a few rebounds. So, um, so it was, a, it was a dream come true. And for him to, to wear my number and to play for my school and, and uh, to play for my team and the team that I love. And that's uh, just an honor. And, and at that point, everything else was just gravy. And hopefully he doesn't look back at too many things and, and have regrets of some of the things that I, you know, in coaching him growing up. And, and uh, I, think he, I think he understands that everything we tried to do was to, to put him in a situation where he could be successful and succeed. And, and he just kind of took care of the rest. He, he was motivated to do it. And, and that's what he did. And that, I can say that for my daughters as well, for, for Bailey, who was a volleyball player at UVU, and uh, for Sadie, who, who was a great high school basketball player, went to snow for, for a year. And she's, uh, she, it's funny today, she, she's been in the MTC. She's, uh, she's out on a mission and she's in the MTC and uh, actually this morning headed for Sacramento, Sacramento, oh, wow. California. So that's where she's at. And so proud of all my kids. And, and uh, you know, I can look back and say sports and, and, and opportunities that they had with sports have kind of molded them and kind of shaped them into the people that they are. Yeah. You know, that's one thing uh, we were talking with Ella Ballstead. She's a college uh, soccer player. And I asked her about some advice that she would give to parents from the, the athlete side of things. And she said this phrase to, she said, I hope that they would view sports as a tool to help their children develop. And as I listened to that answer that, that you just gave with all three of your children, it wasn't that you were trying to get Dalton to be a BYU basketball player or, or Bailey to play at UVU like your wife did, but it seemed that sports to you and your wife were a way to help your children learn important lessons. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Ella, what Ella said was, was perfect. I mean, that's, that's really, that's the approach that we as parents need to take. We get caught up a lot in wins and losses and the competitive nature of sports and competition is great. It really is. It's, Mm -hmm. it helps mold people into who they are. Um, And so that's the competition aspect of it. The wins and losses, you know, it's, it's important to, to focus on those things as, as you're, you're trying to be successful because they're measuring sticks. Right. Right. But the reality is, and you mentioned this at the very end, you know, sports teach so many life lessons. My wife, as she was coaching her PG girls and I've, I coached at Orem for six years, coached my son for his four years at Orem high. And I've coached club teams. I've got kids that are, that, that I coached, it's, it's crazy. I don't feel like I'm this old, but I've got kids that I've coached that have six kids now. Um, and, and kids that are in high school. So to me, I'm going, wow, that that's pretty, I'm getting old. Okay. I get it. But, um, you know, it's sports teach so many life lessons. And I try to teach my kids that my own kids and the kids that I coach that, you know, if you're, if you're in sports to, to try to win tournaments or to try to win games or to try to, 
to try to get that scholarship, which should be an important thing. But if that's the, if that's the end all be all of what you're trying to do, you're missing the point. Like you can learn so many life lessons in sports. And, you know, I take basketball, for example, you know, kids that I've coached and, and, and kids that I've worked with, they, they always revert back to situations in basketball that help them get through. Like I mentioned, I've got kids that, that I coached in, in grade school and in high school that are now parents of six kids and, Trust me, guys, life isn't easy. You're not going to just, you're not going to cruise through this, this life without any problems. There's going to be tough times. And how are you going to handle those tough times? You know, you can handle tough times because we put you through difficult times. There's times where you wanted to quit. There was times where emotionally, physically, you, you couldn't go any longer, but you pushed yourself. And when hard times come up in practice or come up in games or comes up, come up in, in your relationships with your, with your teammates, how did you handle that? How did you get through it? And they can, they can go back to those situations to help them get through situations in their marriages, in, on their missions, um, in their relationships with, uh, with their families. And for me, those, if, if you're trying to get the most out of it, for me, I, if my kids look back and say, sports helped me be a stronger person and help mold who I am because of what I was able to do, then, then it's been, it's been successful. Like I look back, nobody really, only you and I really care about the shot that I, that I hit against UTEP in the, in the championship game or what I did at BYU or, or what, you know, anybody does it's, those are memories and those are great things and they're fun to talk about, but, but sports in general and, and things that you have to, the things that sports teach you, if, if they're helping you get through hard times or things in your life, then, then, then it's worth it. And it's, yeah. that's the, that's the success of, of participating. So parents, as you're, as you're looking at your kid, put them in a situation. It's, it's important that they love what they do, right? If they're, if, if it's go, 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 and they're pushing, they're being pushed all the time to do better and to win and to, to, um, to push themselves to the point where they, they don't love the game. It's not worth it. They have to love what they do. You have to support them um, regardless of what they want to do, because, you know, I've seen it too many times, kids that don't love what they do and they continue to do it. It becomes something that they hate and, and sports can be such a great thing and it can be a, a developer of, of, of kids and, and young men and young women and adults. And yeah. that's our goal. We want them to, to be able to look back and say that helped me, get through life that helps me in what I'm doing today. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading a book right now uh, by Urban Meyer that one of our previous, Doug Meacham, you may know Doug Meacham. Um, um, two days ago. <laughs> yeah, he, he referenced uh, this book, and so I've been reading it, and it's, it's really good. But he, he talks about the R factor, and he says that um, there's an equation, E plus R equals O, which is event plus response equals outcome. And he points out that really all we have control of in life is the R factor. Um, the outcome we don't always have control of and the event. And what I love about sports is it puts our kids and it puts us in these situations where a bunch of events come at us, disappointments, um, losses, 
miracle wins like you participated in, you know, the, uh, the ups and the downs of sports, all of these ease come at us. And, and when we care deeply about sports, those ease really matter. Those events really matter. And they put a lot of pressure on that R factor and teaching our children how to have the right response to the things that they'll face in sports, then create situations where later in life, like you talked about as parents or, or in their occupations and other relationships, they've developed the capacity to respond with the right response, the one that would be beneficial. And I love that. I love, as I've watched my own children play sports and, and do the things that they do, they have developed the capacity to respond well to events. And that's something they'll take forever with them. Yeah, no question. I mean, if, <laughs> if you have no control over two of the three equations, then you, you really focus on the one. And so I love that. I think that's great. I've, I've actually heard that before, but, um, but now I got some, got some good material to give to, uh, to some of my kids when I go see them next. So awesome. that'll be good. I'll, I'll have to thank Doug next time I see him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. So, sure. the, you know, I, I would just like to ask, and maybe we've covered a little bit of this, but what are some of the greatest lessons that you learned from sports? Wow. There, man, there's so many, um, the number, the number one thing I think is just, is just that you have to work hard to gain this, to gain success. Nothing really comes easy. You know, it's, if, if it's putting in the extra time, if it's, uh, if it's conditioning, whatever the case is, if, you know, and I, and I had an issue with this in high school, when I was a, when I was a sophomore in high school, I had a coach that, that basically told me I wasn't working hard enough. Um, and, and I, I, rather than to take it kind of for, for him trying to make me a better player, um, I, I got upset. I, I got offended by it. I thought, you know, I, you're telling me I don't work hard, but I'm out here. I can, I can score 20 points a game whenever I want. I can, I can do whatever I want. Um, and I never really took that to heart until it got to a point where by not working hard, I could see that I wasn't getting what I wanted, where I wanted to, to get as far as the success that I wanted. And so, um, you know, and sometimes the lessons aren't really learned right away. You know, you got to take them to heart. You got to, you, you know, you got to, coaches are trying to help you. At the time, I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, I got offended by it and I didn't realize that he was just trying to help me. And it, it was a couple of years later before I actually took it to heart when I realized that by not working hard, it was affecting my success and how, you know, how far I wanted to go in the sport of basketball. And so, you know, I've, I've talked to him, you know, he's passed away since my, uh, my coach, but, um, the, you know, subsequent years, he's, he, we laugh and he's like, you, I understand that, you know, you were a 15 year old kid, you know? And so, um, he's like, I took it for what it was, but he's like, you remember, I continued to stay on you and tried to make you work hard. And I said, yeah, I used to tick me off. I used to be like, why is he always on me? But he saw the potential. But one thing that he taught me was that 
if I wanted to be, if I wanted to get to where I where I wanted to go, which ultimately was college basketball, I had to work hard for it and nothing, nothing was going to come easy. And I might be able to get what I want now, but in the future, if I, if I didn't continue to push and, and to work hard, it wasn't, I wasn't going to be happy with, with the result. And so that's one of the things that's, you know, hard work, you know, sports really teaches you hard work. And, and then I think the other thing that, that in, man, I don't, I don't want to throw myself under the bus, but like, I feel like it's helped me to, to be a, like being a good teammate and being a good leader was something that I wasn't great at. Um, even in high school and even my first couple of years in college and, and some would probably say even, even through college. But one thing that, that I've kind of learned is that teamwork is and leadership are two of the most important things that you can take from sports because there's all my wife and I are a team, right? Mm-hmm. My kids and my family, we're a team and people that I work with, we, you know, we're a team. So, you're always going to be in situations where good teamwork is going to be important to your success. And then leadership, you know, I, I probably wasn't a very good leader early on and I had to learn to be a, to be a good leader. And I, I still, I'm still learning. I'm still striving to do that. You know, I think, you know, I talk to my kids a lot and I say, can you be a good player and not be a good teammate? (laughs) And you know, they think about it and they say, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you can be a good, I know a lot of good players that aren't good teammates. I was probably one of them. And if I gave them exam, I don't want to tell them, right. Because they think, <laughs> you know, they think I somewhat know what I'm talking about, but, um, but you can be a, you can be a really good player and not a very good teammate. And I say, can you be a, can you be a, a good player and not a good leader? And they kind of stop and think, yeah, I, yeah. Anybody can be a good player. But I said, but why would you want to be? Why would you want to just be a good player and not a good teammate so that you can enjoy your own success and, and don't care if your teammates enjoy in your success or in the team's success? Would you, why would you not want to be a leader? Because you, being a leader is doing the right thing, being there on time, encouraging your teammates, um, doing what you're supposed to do, um, and being, being, you know, being all in in the success of your team. Why why would you want to be a good player and not a good leader? Why would you want to be a good player and not a, not a good teammate? And so I think that's what sports has taught me is, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a good player, if you're not a good teammate, if you can't share in your success and the team's success. And it's important to be a good leader because you're going to be, you're going to be looked upon by somebody someday to lead in a certain circumstance. And I can look back and I can say, that that has happened to me on dozens and dozens and dozens of occasions. And I'm thankful that I figured it out. I'm thankful that, that, that I had the confidence and, and the understanding to be a good leader and to be a good teammate. And it's, it's helped me in my family. It's helped me in, in the jobs that I've had and the people that I've worked with. And so I'm thankful for all those opportunities. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, I see a common thread between those two lessons that sometimes some of our athletes and especially for athletes deal with and those who listen to this podcast. Sometimes when a, a kid is athletically gifted, it could, I imagine that you were a pretty 
tall kid, you know, that you were, um, that you had these gifts, people had recognized that you had the potential early on. And sometimes we, it's so easy to have success at a young age that we don't understand that as we move up in levels of, of the game, that that success is going to be harder and harder to obtain. And, and the other little thread is that sometimes we're crowned a leader of a team just because we're the best one on the team. When people look to us for leadership, but just because people look to us for leadership doesn't mean that we're a good leader. Sometimes they might look for it and not find it. And so it seems really important, especially if we have children or players on our teams that are athletically gifted, that we help them understand that the work necessary to truly continue to excel and the skills necessary to really lead and be a great teammate. Because I think too often we label these kids as great and then we just assume they're great at everything. Well, this kid's great. He must work hard because he's so good. And, and he's a leader because the, everyone looks up to him. And, and so we don't try to help our own children or the kids we coach develop in those areas. And we settle for who they are instead of what your coach did for you and, and say there's potential there. And I'm not going to let him settle for 20 a game. I know what he could become and I'm going to push him to become it. And that's a remarkable coach and parent who could do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, you talk about the kind of the, the parent aspect of it. Um, you know, my parents weren't super involved in sports. And so I really relied on the coach. And it seems like parents are a lot more involved with their their kids' sports these days. They go to more, there's more games to go to. Um, it feels like they're, they, they try to be more involved in the team where, you know, the hardest thing for a coach is when, if I've got a team and we coach for an hour and a half, we have a practice for an hour and a half, I get to coach them for that time period. I have that hour and a half to, to mold them and to get them to buy into what I feel is going to help us as a team and help them individually. Um, the hard part is I have that hour and a half. They go home and they've got 22 and a half hours in a day. Hopefully they're sleeping, but they've got 22 and a half more hours with their parents. And, and, you know, as a parent, we should be, we should be finding out what they're, what they're talking about. What's, what's being talked about at practice. What is what, so that we know what to support. We should really look at that and we should say, you know, parent, you know, as a parent, we should really be saying, what is our coach talking about and how can I support him? And, you know, everybody wants their kids to play the most and everybody wants their kids to in basketball to shoot the most. That's what you hear all the time. Shoot it, Johnny, shoot it. You know, well, maybe that's not the plan. You know, whatever the coach, whatever the coach wants, that's what that's what we should support. And and um, I'm grateful for coaches and I'm but I'm also grateful for for parents that that really understand that the coach is the one that is setting the expectation. Yeah. And as we sit on the sideline, I mean, there's been a lot of times I've coached my kids a lot, but I've also sat on the sidelines and watched my kids be coached. And I think the best thing that we can do is, you know, if a kid says, well, the coach doesn't know what he's talking about. The best thing that you can do is say, well, he's the one in charge. He's the one you should, you should be listening to. And if you want to, if you want to, if, if, if I wanted to play on my high school team, 
I was, I was, my parents didn't make it. It didn't make any difference how much my parents wanted me to play, but the coach was the one that was determining my playing time. So I needed to be on board with him and what the team was doing. And, and so I think, you know, as parents, I think we need to support that as well. So a little bit off topic, but no, I love uh, appropriate to, to maybe throw that in there. No, Kevin, I, I really love that. In fact, I think back to some of the things others have shared on the podcast and as we've met with people, you know, parents should be very involved in the attributes of their children. Hard work, humility, to being a great teammate, um, you know, those really concentrate on those things and coach them on those things and then support the coach. It, it, the ideal parent in my mind is the one that really uses sports to help their children develop attributes and then tunes in and tries to be a unifier when it comes to the whole experience. No um, question. And um, those, those parents who get too involved with, you know, the, the yelling, the shoot-its, um, who get too involved in the nuts and bolts of what the coach is trying to do and accomplish, they really put a undue pressure on their child and it, it, it hampers their development. It, it makes the team less unified. If, if for an hour and a half, you're trying to build unity and then they go home and for all those hours they're at home, the parents are built are tearing down whatever's been built that comes the next day. And, and so just focusing, I, focusing on attributes. I've, I've had the privilege of uh, being with my daughters. They're dancers. So I have nothing to do with that, that life. You know, I just, but isn't it great. Isn't it great. You can just sit, sit out there and say, they are awesome. I don't know yeah. what they're doing, but they are awesome. Yeah. I have no clue who's going to win the drill competition. <laughs> I have no clue what's going to happen. One team looks the same as the other, but my daughters will come home and they've had those pressures put upon them. They've been taken out of dances. They've lost a competition to a rival. They, and that still, as a parent, it's not like I'm sitting there going, well, I played baseball and basketball, so I, I can't be involved in this conversation. Parents should always be very involved at the attribute level. And I just think that's a simple tip that I got from, from what you said, too. Talk to your children about attributes about working hard, talk to them about being a great teammate, talk to them about how to respond to disappointment, talk to them about being resilient, talk to them about competing in an appropriate way and not being a jerk to those that you're competing against on the other team and on your own team for playing time. Those lessons are going to translate throughout their whole entire life. But when we get talking about why did your coach take you out then? Why doesn't he let you shoot? Why does so-and-so play so much? All we're doing is building this victim culture into our children. And I wrote one time and, you know, that sometimes we're, we're raising this, this, if we raise our children to be victims, to think that everyone's always doing something to them and they never quite get what they deserve, we train them to come up with all these excuses and then they end up with this crappy life with a great excuse for it. I think when we 
when we teach our children attributes, then we help them develop a great life. And I would rather my children learn the things that will help them have a great life than learn the skills of having excuses for a crappy life, if that makes sense. No, that's, we have that's that control as parents. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a great explanation. And you, you mentioned at the very end, that's what do we have control of? It's like you're worrying about things that, that are out of your control, playing time and, and how, how the team's going to function. Look, look inward, right? What, what is it that you can do to, to better your situation for sure? And if you make excuses, you're like you said, I, I, I believe that a hundred percent. If you're making excuses for your kids, they're going to make excuses for themselves. Right. Right. And so, um, but if you encourage them to, to push forward through it, that's, that's what they're going to do. I mean, we have a lot of influence on, on decisions, especially younger kids. And as they get older, they, you know, they get a little, little more, I don't know, temperamental, but, um, <laughs> but we did, we, and, but we still do have a lot of influence on our, on our kids. Even as they get older, they may not, they may not convey that to us. They may, they may, you know, shrug us off and, and ask, act like we're, you know, up in the night or whatever. But, um, but we know that it's, that they're hearing it. You know, the fact that they're, that they're acknowledging it and, uh, and, you know, I, I like that. I like that, uh, you know, work on your attributes, uh, focus on those and, and good things that can, only good things are going to, are going to happen. Are you still going to go through struggles? For sure. There's going to be, are there going to be situations where you don't agree with the coach or don't agree with the situation or, or it doesn't, the ball doesn't bounce your way for sure. It's a way, but that's life, right? right. That's, that's teaching you to get, that's teaching your kids to get ready for, for life because that's what, that's what life is. You know, it's, Crazy right. things, hard things get thrown at you, and, and how you handle it is is going to be important to to those around you and and how you move forward personally. So I like that. So awesome, Kevin. I know you you've had a lot of experience in sports and coaching and with your own children and playing and so I the uh, the mission of especially for athletes is that because athletes whether it's deserved or undeserved, um, they have this increased amount of attention given to them. You've seen it, I'm sure, as a high school coach and with your own children. They're placed in a position of influence. And one of the things that we try to train our athletes to do is to use that position as an athlete to try to lift and help those around them we believe that in high schools and colleges, even in a nation, that athletes can affect the culture. And so as you've come up through both as a player and observed your own children and been a high school coach, as you think of these athletes that we speak to and their ability to affect culture and to help people around them, what are some of your thoughts that you have on that? Well, I just, I've got the most respect for, for your organization. My, all of my kids were involved in it when they were in high school and what you're teaching them is exactly what we should be teaching our kids. Um, there are kids that, and you look at a school, for example, I've, I spent a lot of time at Pleasant Grove high school and I spent a lot of time at Orem high school. And I spent a lot of time in my own high school, Lincoln High School, Council Bluffs, Iowa. And 
the one, the one constant is there are so many kids, but there are so many different types of kids. And, and like you said, you know, athletes, they, they tend to get a lot of, a lot of attention. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that I've just been so impressed with is, and I've seen it through other schools just because I've, you know, I've coached, I, I don't even know how many different kids at different high schools that I've coached. Um, I just have so much respect for kids that, that can see other kids that, that don't feel included in, in certain things. And for a young man of, or young woman of 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old that can, that can recognize that, acknowledge it and act upon it by, by going to, by going to kids to make them feel uh, important. They have such an impact. Um, you know, I think making those, making these athletes aware of the impact that they can have, not just on their inner circle, but their outer circle, their school, their, their church, their community, looking for opportunities to lift others is such an important aspect. It's, it creates, it, it creates, and we talked about this earlier, it creates incredible leaders and it, it, it creates incredible, like the athlete part of it aside, it creates great people. That's what we should be doing. We should be lifting others up around us. Right. And there's kind of the stigma of athletes is that they're kind of given everything. Well, they really are. They're given opportunities to, to do what they love. They get a, they, they, they have something that they're focused on. There's a lot of kids these days that don't, that don't have any guidance, don't have any direction. They're given, these athletes are given a lot. And when they're given so much, it's, I think it's really important that they see others around them and lift everyone around them. It's, it's such an important part of, of sports, of the high school experience and of, of life in general. It's just, the, it's the way we should be as people. And um, I've just got so much respect for, for your organization. I, I support it a hundred percent and I'm grateful for what you do and, and, and Dustin and, and the whole organization and how you've changed people's lives, not just these athletes, it's the people around them. You're, you're impacting, you're impacting thousands of people. And, and I appreciate that. And I thank you. And I support you hundred percent. Thank you. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for what you've added today. Some of these nuggets that you've added really help to shape the program, refine it. All our goal is, is to help, help sports become an even greater tool to develop these young people into, into people that bless their society, that lift their society around them, their own families, their, their communities. And, and the things you've shared today will really help with that, Kevin. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. My pleasure. Thanks for your time and, and uh, you know, keep doing what you do. Awesome. I know that you are running um, a, a basketball club. Would you just take a second and tell us a little bit, you and your wife are both doing that. And it's so people who would like their children to be involved in that, we'd love them to know how. Okay, great. This is, it's great timing because we actually have our, this is our last week of our 2020 and 2021 season. And we do tryouts for 2021, 22 
on August 19th and 20th. We have second graders all the way up through 11th graders. And uh, our, we're located at Norton Performance in, uh, in Highland. That's where we run all of our practices. We've got a partnership with them and, and um, you know, love to have anyone that's serious about basketball, uh, loves the sport. We've got great coaches. Uh, my wife is, is one of them, just one of them. My son is one of them. Uh, but we've got uh, other great coaches would love anyone that's interested in, in coming and trying out. We'd love to have you come and see if you can be a part of the, the Mountain City basketball family. It's called Mountain City Basketball. Um, and you can you can get information about the tryouts at uh, uh, NortonPerformance.com. So if you go online, we have we've got a, a tab on there for our basketball program and a lot of information's on there. And and uh, my email's on there, so you can reach out to me and if you have any other questions. But uh, appreciate the the opportunity to to plug the club a little bit. So thank you. Well, thank you, and it's always good to have our children involved with clubs and, and teams where these things that you talked about to us today would, would be taught and reinforced. And so Absolutely. we love, love pushing people that way. Thank you so much, Kevin. And, and for those listening, we'll put all of those links and, and everything in our podcast notes. So you awesome. can look for them there, but Thanks, Kevin, Shane. thank you so very, very much. And thank all of you for joining the Sportlight podcast today. We encourage you to subscribe, to share, this podcast with your friends and and to rate it and review it and let us know what you think we appreciate you joining us today this has been the sport life podcast have a wonderful day this has been the sport life podcast from especially for athletes sponsored by coca-cola you can learn more about especially for athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org you can also learn more about the book the sport light by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforalpies.org slash book. <laughs>